Hey, beautiful souls, are you a student on the cusp of your counseling journey or maybe even a seasoned professional working for somebody else but dreaming of launching your very own private practice? If so, I would love for you to join my incredible coaching membership today. It's tailor-made for therapists just like you, offering step-by-step support 24-7 because you know what, we're in this together. Plus, I've even got courses and CPD trainings included to help fuel your growth. I know, I love it so much and I hope you do too. Discover the path to your dream private practice your way dive into the supportive community and get some quick guidance, accountability and real connections. It's your business and I've got your back. So join me now and make your dreams a reality. Head over to my website today. The link is in the show notes and the membership is called Private Practice 101. I'll see you there. Bye. Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course, increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast and thank you so much for being here. Uh, My name is Brooklyn and we have, of course, Buddy is here today with us. He is sitting on Gabe's old bed in front of the window and the sun is streaming in and he's all stretched out and he's just loving soaking up the beautiful vibe of the sunshine. So we'll leave him over there for now because he's been good (laughs) and um Yeah, what I want to do today is give you some tips to help you with your website because, well, I've recently given mine a revamp and, you know, I think that's really important that everybody does from time to time. But also I love doing website audits for people and also answering questions about how people can get more inquiries and things like that. So I've just done a training for this for uh, members of the Diploma Counseling Society. If you're in that membership I think it's about $20 a month or something from memory, but um, you've got access to that now. So you can go in and you can watch over my shoulder uh, as I go through and optimize a website and you can then take away those tools and do it on your own website. So loads of fun and really, really helpful. But anyway, I thought we'd start today by yeah, focusing on that. So first off, why did I revamp the the website? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because I love personal development and professional development so, 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 so much. And I feel like as I learn and grow, I change and evolve. And I feel like I need a website that reflects those changes and those evolvings, right? So I just decided I was going to, yeah, just unpublish my website, just delete it all and start from scratch. So that's what I did. How long did it take me to do? Honestly, it took about two days and I enjoyed every single minute of it. I've just been um, updating some SEO this morning before I recorded this. So it's had a few little changes, but nothing major. 
just making sure I had keywords in it and things like that. But um, there were some things that I wanted to share with you so that you could get more inquiries coming through from your website as well. So I'm just going to go over what they are. But first of all, just like I said, don't make you know, the mistake of publishing a website and just leaving it there. You've got to uh, go back and update it. As your practice grows and expands, your website needs to reflect that. So never worry about changing it and always know that you get the flexibility to add things, remove things and do all of that. You can change your branding. You know, that's something that I did this time around. My previous website, which had been up for about 18 months, was very, um, it was beautiful. It was luxurious and it was, um, dark and it had moody flowers on it you know like um, I used a black filter over the top of some pink chrysanthemums and stuff like that it looked really beautiful um, and expensive but now uh, it's all fresh and feminine and light and it's all full of pink roses and pastel pinks and corals and stuff like that and whites and um, I just love it so much it feels really energizing to me to look at it now but I'll probably change it again in 12 months or 18 months that's just how you go um but I can do that as well because I've been in business for such a long time um, that I have enough uh, goodwill, I guess, for people to know who, who I am. There are always new people coming into my space. But I think by and large, most of the people um, follow me for a little while and they know me. So they don't mind if I change branding and stuff like that. But it might be different for you. If you're new to your business, I would not be chopping and changing until your business was more established. That's just a little caveat there to give you some help so what can we do to help you get some more inquiries well let's look at you know um, what the opportunities are first off I really feel like um, again just making sure you've got a really easy ways for clients to book in with you so I always recommend that you have two book now buttons you could call them work with me or book a consultation or whatever you like but I really recommend having two places where people can do that right on the home page of your website so usually you would have one in the toolbar across the top or down the side if you have a side toolbar and you would have one sort of towards the bottom of that first screen before people start scrolling down um, sprinkle those sorts of buttons throughout the website we want to see them on every page just to make it so easy for somebody to book in okay that's number one if you haven't got that um, make a note of it and go away and do that this week the other thing that we want to do is see a photo of you. So ideally, you know, having photos of you throughout the website is a really helpful thing to do because it helps clients feel connected to you. It helps create that connection. Uh, on my new website, I have just one. It's a big photo of me, though, and it's me holding Buddy. Now, why did I choose that photo instead of one of my professional ones? I'll tell you I did it because I want people to feel like they're getting to know me I don't want any obstacles in the way um, and so I felt like by putting a photo of me just in my t-shirt with my hair up with a pink bow in it cuddling my my new little puppy I thought that just shows people this is me in real life um, and that was important to me I want to create that connection I want other people to see I'm a dog person I want them to see that um, you know I love my dog I want them to see that I've got a dog <laughs> all that kind of stuff I don't want my website to be corporate I don't want it to be cold I don't want it to be formal or overly professional so that's just me I would absolutely recommend that you have 
um, depending on the vibe of your practice that you have a mix of photos so of course go and take the ones that we all know were you know, not natural and they were professionally taken and and those kinds of things. You need to have those, especially if you're just getting started. But there's nothing stopping you adding in some more casual ones um, because they will definitely help create connection and reduce some of those obstacles to getting started for website visitors. So that's another little tip there. The next thing that I can absolutely suggest is, you know, above the fold so above the fold just means when people come to your homepage, it's everything that they can see before they need to start scrolling Um, we want to have a message that speaks only to your clients okay so if you have a very broad vague message it's not going to speak to anybody and people will click out you could have the prettiest website ever but if you're saying you do all the things for all the people and you're making it a safe space and it's non-judgmental and all that, it's just going to get lost in the white noise. They'll click out and they'll move on to somebody else. Um, please make sure that you understand who your client is and also who they're not uh, so that you can write a message that lets them know that they're right in the right space. Okay. That's really important. We've got to um, let people know that they're in the right space because there's so many websites that they could be on and we want to um, hold their attention and keep them here and let them know, yes, my business is exactly for you. I built my business for you. Come in, you know, come inside, come and have a look around, see what I've got for you. I've made you all these things. Um, if your message is too vague, that's not going to happen. They'll click out, you'll lose them. You'll have a high bounce rate on your website. So please make sure you've got a really um, clear message. So we want people to see it and say, oh, this is not the place for me. And likewise, we want people to see it and say, oh, this is exactly the place for me. Okay, so do that. You can always change your messaging later on. But I, if you're going to put it on your website, I would leave it on your website for minimum 28 days, just so that it gives Google time to you know, work with the algorithm and see who's going to see it, who's going to use it, and you'll get some proper data. I wouldn't be changing your message every week, okay? You've got to give, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Google, there's always algorithms involved and they need time to learn, okay? So give it time to learn. The other thing that um, can really help you to generate some more inquiries is talking in the first person. It doesn't make any sense at all, um, to me and probably to your clients if the business is you but you're referring to yourself as we and our and you know things like that so just don't do that it doesn't I don't know where that even comes from I don't know why people do that Um, all it's doing um, psychologically is it's creating more distance between you and your client and what we want to do as women who work in the health um, industry we want to close that gap by building rapport we can't build rapport if we're talking about ourselves in the third person okay so always say I love to do this Um, when I'm not doing that my qualifications include I'm excited to meet you those kinds of things we want them to feel that connection that rapport right from you know, the first scroll or the first click through. Okay. So if you need to go and change that, please do go and change that on your website. Your website will still sound professional, but you will be more likely to get inquiries when you optimize it this way. The other thing um, that I've noticed is a lot of people are listing things under services that aren't actually services. So for example, um, 
you know, somebody might have um, the services section on their website and they're going to write things like grief counselling, anxiety counselling, um, depression counselling, phobia counselling, teen counselling, adult counselling. Those things aren't services. The service is counselling, okay? So you would have one service, which is counselling. Um, if you also provided group therapy, then you would have two services that they could choose from. They could either choose from your group programs or they could choose from your counselling. Um, if you also had um, something else like an online program that they could do, then you could have those three things as your services. So understand what your services are and then write to them. Okay. Um, and uh, if you did that, then you would have a page that said, counseling and as the service and then you could talk about the different types of counseling you provide and how and why and how beneficial it can be for them and why they should absolutely consider working with you and all those kinds of things just tidy it up make it look a little bit more professional okay so things like that um what else did i want to share with you oh yeah um you know, just be mindful about where you list your qualifications. Um, I think a lot of the time we're very proud of our qualifications. We worked so hard to get them and to achieve them and we want everybody to know that they're in the right place. Um, but, you know, we have to remember that your website is an opportunity for you to have a conversation with your client, right? We want to and forward, back and fro. And so if you're just listing a whole bunch of qualifications without giving it context or meaning for the client in terms of the outcomes that they can expect as a result of you having them, then you're just, you know, it, it's not worth it. Like you're going to spend time doing bullet points of all your um, certificates and diplomas and degrees and stuff like that. But the client's just not even going to read them. But if they're in the context of, um, you know, why having this particular degree is meaningful for, you, for your client in terms of the outcome that they want, that's much more effective and much more powerful. It makes sense. Okay, so definitely do that. Um, the other things that I would, you know, consider doing is if you're not doing it already, definitely put logos on your website of anything that's meaningful or important to you that you're connected with and have permission to use. For example, if you're in a membership body like ICF like the International Coaching Federation or something like that um, you can use their logo when you're a full member so um, definitely put that on the page if you're in the APS or the AAPI then definitely put those logos on your website you know um, they build credibility and build authority and you don't have to tell a client coming to your website that you're going to provide a safe and ethical space they already know that because they've seen that you've got the logo so it's implied. Okay. The other thing um, that can be really helpful is to not put redundant information on there. And by that, I mean, saying things like you offer a space that's, you know, judgment free and value free. I think it's fair to say that in this day and age, I mean, it's like 29th of October as I'm recording this 2023. I think it's pretty fair to say most consumers would expect <laughs> that when they come and see you, they're going to have privacy and confidentiality and um, those kinds of things are just kind of a given. Now, you've only got very limited opportunities on your website to capture people's attention and keep them there and 
um, get them to make an inquiry or even book a session. So I wouldn't waste my time on things like that. What I would do instead is speak about how the experience of working with you is going to be different from the experience of working with your competitors. We want to really um, be very, very clear with your website visitors on what makes your practice so different. So for example, with Uh, the website revamp that I've just completed. Um, Mine's very clear about the difference that I bring, you know, um, to other coaches, to other business coaches for women who work in health, whether or not you're a psychologist or a social worker or a counselor or a yoga practitioner or a music therapist, an art therapist, a OT, a speechy, it doesn't matter who you are. There are so many different business coaches but I've made it really clear about why you would work with me and also who I work with, right? Um, because I want people to opt in and say, yeah, that's me. I, I identify as that kind of person. I identify as that kind of business owner. So having that information up front and center, making it really, really clear is so helpful. And it just means that you get a better um, quality of inquiry coming through to your private practice or your health and wellness business right which is so important the next thing that um, I would recommend is you know you may have book now buttons but you could also consider it's not essential but in the spirit of making it easy as possible for people to book in with you you might um, in your services section of course include book now buttons but you might also embed your diary or calendar um, and you would have an appointment that says an appointment type that says new clients and you would have an appointment type that says existing clients so it's really clear for them I'm a new client I'm going to push that button and I'm going to get started um, it just make it so 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 easy for them so you can capture them right away this is much more effective at getting clients in your diary than emailing people back and forth by using a simple contact form. Um, another tip is, you know, don't have a button that says subscribe to my newsletter. Um, the reason is people are very precious about their inboxes these days and unsubscribe from so many things. Um, we, If you want people to subscribe, which you should because um, it's a whole other conversation, but building out your email list is super duper important. Um, but you have to give people a reason to subscribe to things, okay? So really think about that. And just having a, a section on your website that you've imported from a template, like if you're using GoDaddy um, Website Builder, which is what I use and I love and I recommend it. I'm not affiliated with GoDaddy in any way, shape or form. It's just so easy and I love the functionality of it. It's got all these drag and drop sections that you can include. And one of them is to get subscribers for a newsletter or something like that. And it simply says, subscribe to my newsletter. People leave it like that. And I'm saying don't. If you genuinely are serious about wanting to grow an audience, like if you don't have many people on your email list, then you do need to grow your audience because you need to have people to sell things to, like your sessions or your products or your services. Um, Then give people a reason to hit that subscribe button. So you might Um, want to think about how you want to word the button text and just have a look for yourself and see what changes in terms of the subscription rates I know it's so much fun Um, what else was I going to say I've just forgotten (laughs) I was thinking about the subscription rates what was I saying hang on one second it'll come back to me give them a reason 
yeah the other thing too is if you can definitely have a pop-up now um, sometimes pop-ups can be annoying when they're not done properly but I think for women in um, health and wellness businesses they're a wonderful opportunity to do two things you can use them to build out your audience by increasing the number of subscribers to your email or you can use it as an opportunity to sell a low ticket product. So a low ticket product is usually something that's less than $100. So it might be $97, for example. Um, my pop-up is for a $47 product, which many of you already have and know. It's um, the Essential Forms for Private Practice bundle. It's 47 US dollars. So after somebody's been on my site for a little while, this pop-up appears and it invites them to, um, you know, grab it and they can click the link on my pop-up and it will take them straight to uh, the sales page for it where if they choose, they can absolutely buy it. Now, this is wonderful because it does a, a few things. Number one, it shows people who are coming to my website that I've got things that they need. Number two, if they do purchase them, they go into my course area and they can then see on their dashboard all of the other ways that I can help them. All of the other courses and programs and mini courses and mini programs and coaching memberships and things like that. So I've got all kinds of things for people at all different price points. Um, they're all in monochrome on the dashboard of everybody. They turn into a color you know, they're all in all the offerings that I have in the dashboard. They appear as um, individual tiles, like little squares, all monochrome if they don't own them. When they do own them, they turn into color. Um, and so this is great because I want them to see what else I've got and how else I can help. The other thing um, that you could use that pop-up for is to drive people to any free communities that you have. So if you didn't want to sell, Using your pop-up, you could use it as an opportunity to invite people to join something free. So, um, you know, just if you've got a free Facebook community or you've got a free circle community or something like that, um, you could do that. You could use that pop-up to drive people to follow you on Instagram or read your latest Instagram post or watch your latest Instagram reel, things like that. So there are so many ways that you can use a pop-up that are meaningful to your business and helpful for your client. Uh, and the other way that you could use them is to give your clients something that they can download. So a printable, an audio, um, a video, a training, a journal, a planner, affirmation decks, whatever you like. Use that pop up as an opportunity to grab an email address in exchange for giving them this thing. Um, so pop ups are really a wonderful way of um, getting more bang for your buck when it comes to inquiries and conversions on your website. The other thing that I would do is um, give clients multiple ways to contact you. So um, yes, if you want to have an email form, have an email form, but also give them ways to contact you. So um, for example, you might have the option with your website provider to have a message or a messenger chat sort of option. So I have that on my website. So it just means if people are on my website and they've got a question about something, uh, they can just pop a little message to me in the chat. That's connected to my um, email and it's connected to my social media. So it comes through for me as a message 
and I can straight away respond if I'm online. Otherwise, I respond within 24 hours. So um, that's a really um, wonderful way to connect with clients and give them some quick help, um, potential clients, I mean, and give them some quick help. Um, So try that. The other thing that you could do is have your phone number on there. Um, You could also... Um, have links to your email and stuff like that but essentially the more ways the more opportunities that you give people to contact you the more likely they'll be to reach out and contact you I'm not a phone person I'm probably not going to find your phone number and give you a call and I'm not an email person because I don't want to be waiting on a reply like email just feels like I'm going to be waiting forever but if you had a chat function or something like that, I'm definitely going to um, ask you a question in the chat. And that feels good to me to know that I'm going to get a response pretty quickly. Just let me know how long I might be waiting for it um, because I don't want to be on your website all day. Um, and let me know how I can expect a reply. Is it going to come here on your website or is it going to come to me in my email? So think about things like that. Um, The other thing that you can do as well is, um, again, if you wanted to grow your audience, you may benefit from sprinkling throughout your website a few different freebies. This is really helpful for you for your business as well as helpful for your clients. If you have a freebie on your homepage and clients don't download it and don't want it, but you you can start to see a trend that you know, on your services page, they're downloading something else. This is helpful information for you because it's telling you who your website and who your business is attracting might be different to who you want to attract, but this information is so helpful to know, but it's also telling you what your audience is interested in as well as what they're not interested in. So bear that in mind. I would um, recommend having between three and five different free things that clients can download from you. And then just for yourself, checking the numbers, maybe every 30 days, just to see what seems to be working and what's not. And then if you want, get rid of the freebies that aren't working and just leave the ones that are. Okay. Of course, once you've Um, got people's emails it's a whole other thing about email marketing and we can talk about that in another episode if that's going to help you Um, what else can I share with your website please make sure that the branding matches what you're doing online so on social Um, so the colors and the banners and the photos should be pretty consistent we don't want people to um, love your Instagram feed or your Facebook and things like that and then come over to your website and go wait am I in the right place so just make sure everything's really nice and consistent there as well Also, if you haven't got website privacy and website terms in the footer of your website, please know that your website is not yet compliant in Australia, according to Australian Consumer Law and, of course, according to um, Australian Privacy Laws and Regulations. So you do need to have those in there. If you don't have them and you don't know where to get them, um, they are included in your bundle of essential forms for private practice. Um, So you can go and grab them put your own business information in them, save them in the cloud and then um, connect the links to the footer in your website. If you don't have the essential forms for private practice, but you'd like to get them, I'll leave the link in the show notes for you. Um, What else can I share with you about people's websites? Oh yeah, if you're going to write a blog, write a blog that's got useful, relevant information for your audience instead of general stuff. Um, The whole purpose of a blog from a business perspective is we want to get conversion 
For this reason, it's also important to use keywords in your blog posts. So I think sometimes because we really are so passionate about what we're doing and the work that we do and who we're helping, um, we get caught up in pouring our hearts into a blog post and we forget that the blog post isn't a passion project necessarily that's about writing from the heart. It's also writing from the heart and from a business mindset. So you need to make sure that once you've written a blog post, it's containing keywords, it's got backlinks, it's got backlinks to other pages on your website, things like that. Okay, so if you're going to um, write blogs, there are a few tips that will really help you to optimize those so that you can get more inquiries. And the other thing too is let people know how often you publish them. So we don't want to come to your website as I've seen with so many websites that I've audited, um, you know, people start off publishing a new blog post every other week and then it kind of dies off and then it's just at random times. Don't do that. Um, try and think how much time do you want to commit to a blog post? Do you want to do it once a month? Do you want to put one up once a fortnight? Totally up to you, but just be consistent with it. The other reason why is because if people really resonate with it, we want them to be able to come back. So you get repeat visitors um, that will help optimize the site for greater reach and can increase the number of inquiries as people get familiar with the way that you write and your views and your standpoints and the information that you share. Um, yeah, so things like that, super duper important. But I think for the time being, they're the main things that I can share with you that will really help your website to attract more people and get more bookings. Of course, there are other things that you can do as well. Like you can, if you want, usually depending on your platform, you can connect your Instagram and Facebook and you can cross post. So that's something that's really helpful as well. Um, and if you can, and you're open to it, certainly look at connecting your website to Google My Business or something like that. Um, it would just help you and um, it gives you some extra credit if you like not financial but like brownie points with google when you have one of those and there are certain ways of doing that as well if you work from home and you don't want your residential address to be you know publicly listed so there are lots of opportunities for you there to you know really create a website that's simple stunning beautiful to look at, authentically aligns with your values and your purpose, resonates with your clients and compels them to pick up the phone and um, book a session with you or to just go and book, book an appointment right away using one of your book now buttons. So I hope that this was um, a really helpful episode for you. I hope you got lots out of it and taken lots of notes and you've got lots of ideas about things that you can go away and do. If you need help with your website um, and you're in private practice, it's not converting yet, you might want to jump into PP101. Um, and also if you're a student and you're thinking about starting a private practice next year, like you're at the end of your um, qualifications now, which and the end of your studies approaching, that's amazing. Now is the time for you to be thinking about um, um, marketing uh, so that when you do open in January or February you're opening to clients so many people get it um, backwards they create the website get the logo make the business name open their practice and then they look for clients um, that's not the right way of doing it there's a much easier simpler way and you can do it around your study it's not going to take a lot of time or energy it could be really really fun for you to do but of course learning how to set up 
the wireframes for your website is really, really important and understanding your messaging for your website, understanding how to write the copy and the content for your website is also really important. All of that's there for you step by step with extra resources plus personalized help in PP101. So uh, if you want that kind of support, check out the show notes, the links in there for you. But otherwise, um, best of luck with it. And thanks for listening to another episode. Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.